All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the DFO Rundown Podcast with Frank Saravalli and Jason Greger on dailyfaceoff.com. Welcome to episode 261 of the DFO Rundown brought to you by Batano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. The game starts now, Batano.ca. How about this? Uh, 22 nationally televised games this week in the NHL. So uh, you have your opportunity to uh, see a lot of different teams. If you like, of course, the, uh, the Monday Nighter, Coming up, uh, although let's be honest, Dolphins are winning that rather easily. It's just a matter of uh, can they get beat the spread? Whatever you play, play it at Botano.ca. I'm Jason Greger as we welcome in Frank Saravalia, the city of brotherly love, uh, as Frank is wearing the uh, hoodie today. And uh, there's a lot of love, Frank. Let's start there. Uh, every week, the Flyers continue to stay in the hunt. It's crazy. Second place in the Metro. I mean, do we need to start thinking about the Flyers as potentially a playoff team? Well, I think they're they're definitely in the mix for sure. Um, like, know, what's that? At- what's that saying? I I use every year for the first three weeks of the season. You can throw it out. After six weeks, you can almost set it in stone, lock it in. Yeah. Well, we're a third of the way through the season, right? Like they've played a third of their games, and um, basically right at they've, you know, so. You know, they've won four in a row here lately. It's not like they had a great start and have tailed off. They had a good start and they've continued it six, three and one in their last 10 games. And so now it's tough because a lot of us think eventually Tampa Bay, you know, New Jersey now getting Hughes back. uh, They're going to start coming a little bit. So, um, but I give the Flyers credit, Frank. I think even at this point of the season, there's not many people who thought they'd be in the position they're in. Ahead of the Devils, the Canes? No. They're three points up on the Canes playing the same number of games, and their goal differential is 12 goals different. 
Oh, dude, we'll get into the hurricanes later, but my goodness, they're, uh, <laughs> I don't know they're what they're going to do. They're seven points up on the penguins. Yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. No one saw this coming. Yeah. Oh gosh. No, no. There's a few things like the hurricanes. Eventually will they get a save? That's the question. And then the, the Pittsburgh Penguins, for any Penguins fans out there, if you're wondering how bad it is for the their power play, right now their uh, power play is brutal. Of course, they've gone 36 consecutive man advantages, 37 without a goal. Um, you got to go way back to Cleveland, 54. Frank back in 78. Uh, the 98 Maple Leafs, 51. Tampa Bay in 98, it was 50. Recently, the uh, 21 Detroit Red Wings went uh, 14 games and had 39 power plays without a goal. So uh, they're still seventh all time, but man, it is, it's pretty bad when you consider none of those teams I mentioned had the talent that this Pittsburgh team has. I was just going to say they may rank as the seventh worst drought, but this is the worst drought in, in my opinion, because there's not many of those power plays that you can look at and say, Oh, they had four hall of famers on the ice that <laughs> you can't. I mean, no, you really like if the Red Wings from a few years ago, come on, you kidding me? They don't have one, let alone yeah. four. And yeah, it's, it is it's mind blowing. It's no. it's yeah, I think personally, and and look, it's it, some would say, Oh, Frank, it's easy to say this now. Congratulations. But it was a it seems to me that the Eric Carlson edition was a huge misfire. Yeah, I, I can see that if if they were struggling leaking goals. But here's the thing. Hold on a sec. I said this before. Go go back and rewind to our August pod. You can you can go listen to it. I said the same exact thing. You've got a power play that for 17 years has had Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Chris Letang on it. Last year they ranked 14th in the league in power play. Did they? If you looked at the Penguins and where they finished last year and why they finished where they did, did anyone come away from that season going, you know what? We need a hundred point defenseman that plays no defense. That that's, that's not what anyone said. And now you've added Eric Carlson for four years at 10 million bucks a year and traded your first round pick this year to do it. And your team is in danger of not making the playoffs again. Like what happens if the Penguins miss again the second year in a row? Oh, yeah, no, it's all all world season from Sidney Crosby. Oh, yeah, it won't. Uh, it won't be good. There's no question the GM will be in the crossfire saying they made a big mistake without a doubt. <laughs> oh, oh the, the GM in the first year of a seven year deal. Yeah, I know he's not. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just saying they're going to say, hey, man, that was a. That was a pretty big error. It feels like it right now. And and my point is not revisionist history. It's the same take I had from August, four months ago. Okay, but here, here's the thing. So Carlson and, and Latang aren't playing on the power play together. They've only played a total of four minutes, um, really, together on the power play with Crosby, Malkin, and them. It's basically being Gensel, Malkin, Crosby, Carlson, Right. And then they switch in Riley uh, with, with someone else. Right. They rotate a few guys up front. To me, taking out Chris Letang to put in Eric Carlson 
there's there's no reason why the power play should fall. Like it's not like Eric Carlson isn't as skilled on a power play as Chris Letang. Like it doesn't make any sense. You're just taking Letang off. Okay, he's good. But what is the what does a power play defenseman do? Right? He walks the blue line, distributes the puck, shoots here and there. Like it doesn't make any sense to me that their uh, power play is that bad, considering they just exchanged Latang for Carlson. Like you're taking one guy out, one guy in. They're no, both right shots. No, 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 no. Okay, so by your logic, then it makes zero sense that Jonathan Huberto getting swapped out for Johnny Gaudreau, they should have just been perfect plug and play as well. That's basically what you're saying, and then we have evidence to the contrary that they've been able to find no chemistry there in Calgary. You're taking a playmaking winger who's also a play driving winger and swapping the two of them out after 200 point seasons. And oh, by the way, it should just be amazing and no one should ever have to think about it again. Well, I think, that, I think that's you're, your you're logic. Discounting one thing. You're discounting one thing. Huberto played with Barkov. He has no Barkov in Calgary. Uh, okay. There's only one Barkov. That's my point. There's only one power play dynamic that exists when the same seven, the same players, the same three players are on the same unit for 17 years. It's the yeah. longest run in NHL history of one group playing together. Three guys. There's never so been another one as long. So to so think that why? you're going to take one of them out and then sub one, someone else in who does his own thing and marches to the beat of his own drummer. You, and then it's just going to be natural. That, that's just not how it works. Well, I never said it'd be natural, but it shouldn't be this bad. Like they could be, they could be 16%. If it went down 5%, that would be realistic to me. Dropping down this level, man, just because it's Carlson to Latang doesn't make sense on a power play because on the power play, it's, you have an advantage, you move the puck around quick passes, shooting. Like to me, I watch their power play and it's, it's almost like, well, geez, we got Eric Carlson now. And so no one wants to ever take control and shoot the damn puck. Like, I would look, I would challenge my best players to simply be better. Like there's no excuse for me for Crosby, Malkin, Gensel and Carlson. Cause they're the four main guys who've all played over 80 minutes on the power play. And then the other thing is if it's not working a third of the way in the season, what the hell is a coach do switch Latang and Carlson then Carlson's well, then they, they went for a stretch in. last weekend. I think it was last Sunday. They practiced with. Latang, Carlson, Crosby, and Malkin all in the same unit. Yeah, but they've only, I looked it up. They've only played a total of four minutes on the same power play. So then so. it didn't take them very long to decide that that wasn't going to work. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm sure they're, gra they're grasping for straws. What, what I would say is, having watched a really detailed breakdown and John Goyens, a power play expert who's been a head coach twice in the Quebec major junior hockey league and has done consulting for many NHL coaches. He came on our show, the DFO DFO live uh, with Tyler last week, broke down the clips, like to see the frustration in the stars, to see the opportunities shooting from distance, uh, getting in tight and, and not being able to convert and make the play the frustration is is apparent it's almost like they're they're at they've reached the point with that power play where they almost should defer they're they're that frustrated where it's like yeah you know what we're good we don't need the 2 minutes oh well and and to me so that's that's a little bit on the players i don't know they got they got to get the somebody to come in there and just show them plays that work 
That's what I would do. I would just sit there and have a video of here's all the goals you've scored. You know what? Uh, you know, uh, the video expert put, if you have to put Crosby in a Penguins jersey to make him see himself scoring on the power play, then do it. Superimpose him, change the jersey in the video. There's tech guys that can do it because right now they need to see some, some video confidence that shows they know how to score a goal because it's mind-blowing to be this bad. 37 in a row, Frank. Like, my God, you can have some of the worst power plays in history have yeah. found a way to score one goal in 37. You think you just get one off of an ass or something like at some point that it just goes in. Yeah, it's uh, it's and right now it's killing them. Let's see if you look at the rest of their numbers, they're actually a pretty decent team. Their power play is the reason they're not higher in the standings for sure. It's like Carolina, they're goaltending, like make a save and then they, they probably be in a playoff spot, but a uh, little easier to get a goalie to make a save than it is. I think to get some elite players to be good on a power play. I would yeah. definitely rather have Pittsburgh's problem than Carolina's problem. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, it's funny when you said the brotherly love thing off the top, I thought he was going to make an Eagles joke. Oh, no, buddy. That, uh, tough two games for the Eagles. Oof. It it's a total like 10 and three and it's a totally different feeling, you know, even then two weeks ago, you know, you're 10 and one and you're thinking, okay, the problem is it's not that you lost. It's that you got the wheels beat off of you by the two teams that are the two biggest threats to get out of the NFC. Well, yeah, exactly. Who you lose to and when you lose to them. I think right now people in Philly are like, oh, our team's not competitive. And they haven't been for the last two weeks against those two teams. So no. it's uh, when, you, when you get you know through what, a first half and you've got field goals, like I don't care how well you move the ball, the more you continue to fumble it and not take care of it and have turnovers, you got no chance. No, not at all. Now, by, by uh, way, let's get in. Hold on. Before we do that, you would have enjoyed this yesterday. I, I just can't hang like I used to. Kickoff for the Eagles game last night, I was still in, in the fetal position from the entire day. I just, I was so hungover, I could not function yesterday. From now, Saturday night? From Saturday night. What did you do Saturday? Oh, what didn't we do on Saturday? Started with a little day drinking, then went to a Mexican spot for dinner. Oh, yeah. And decided that it would be a good idea to not just order a few pitchers of margaritas, but then afterwards to do some tequila, tequila flights. Get some good añejo and uh, like some fine tequila. So rip a few tequila shots. Okay. If that was the end of the night, probably would have been totally fine. The problem is on the way home, my wife says, hey, why don't we get a few martinis? Stop at a place. They make fancy martinis. Espresso and key lime pie martinis. I love key lime so- pie. Sounds really good. Feels terrible the next day. Followed by yet another stop to, until last call, at which point I also thought it would be a good idea to pay the bartender extra to continue serving us after last call. So here's my question. Just absolute donkey. So, but who takes care of the kids when you're both hung over? My in-laws. Yes. Yes. Non, oh, two non-functioning adults. Oh, so you Just, had to call your in-laws in. Y- yes. And here's the thing. It wasn't just like, hey, you know, wake up and take a shower and 
you know, fight it off, get a breakfast sandwich, get a little grease in your belly and move on. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, kickoff last night, 8.20 Eastern, still nauseous, still pukey, still mm. struggling. Idiot. Oh Absolute God. idiot. Wow. I love the conversation. So you're, I'm assuming you made your wife have to call her parents to say, Hey mom, dad, can you come take care of yeah, the kids? Just, the kids don't have any sports today. Can they just come and, and veg out on your couch and watch? I'll, I'll, we'll send their iPads. Oh God. That is awesome. Yeah, awful. Oh. Awful. Oh yeah. Awesome and awful for sure. Like do the in-laws get, do they, do they chuckle and give you a guilt trip later on? That's no, one where they're, they're happy to hang with them. Oh, okay. Well, you're lucky. But did you it, tell them why they were hanging with them? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, okay. they did just laughed, said you idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So who is worse? You or your wife? Oh man. That's a good question. I don't know. See, I'm, I really wish I was, I just, I'm not a puker. I can't do it. And she is a violent puker. Mm. I feel like you would feel better if you did that, but. Oh, I always like, if there's a few nights when I know I'm super buckled when I come home, I just make myself gag pull, outside. Pull and the trigger. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then honestly, it's just like, Oh, feel great. Go to sleep. I wake up. I'm not hungover. It's unreal. So I, 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 just can't, I can't do that, man. I haven't done that in a long time, but I find you, man, the, the, that's the best relief. The self relief is perfect. So. Uh, it's yeah, not, not good. I've still, am not a hundred percent. I'll tell you that. Thir wow. Almost 36 hours later. Well, that's a classic. Well, was it worth it though? That's the thing. Yeah, it was fun. We had a nice, nice night with friends and it was really good. It just went off the rails. It was oh, the yeah. tequila flights that did it. Well, hundred percent. There you go. I mean, it could, it, could have, it could have been continuing to, again, pay the bartender after last call. Mm -hmm. That, that feels like a really good move at the time. But then it, uh, you felt like a hero. You got, yeah. You know, you're, you're with two other couples and you're excited. Everyone's like, yeah, let's go. Bad, bad, bad move, buddy. Well, it sounds a little bit of a, a tire fire kind of a, I would suggest. You you had a, a varying degree of feeling similar to Detroit Red Wing fans because man, it was an emotional roller coaster for the Red Wings over the weekend. Uh, it was a vendor weekend in the NHL. Oh, scary! Like Larkin, uh, Joseph on Larkin, and it might not have looked um, you know that intentional, but Larkin gets knocked right out, and so obviously Detroit and, and rightfully so is annoyed. And then the next game, Detroit goes and Cousins cheap shots Gabranson. Uh, and it would, you know, in the NHL, we can get into the whole NHL and their lack of wanting to actually enforce hits from behind. But, um, well, I guess let's start with the Lark and Joseph play. I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. You think the intent is it doesn't seem that bad, but it, it looks to me like a clear punch to the face that as he's getting pressure, downward pressure from the defenseman, he gets drilled in the face, which obviously knocks him out. Yeah. And, First off, it's really scary. So you understand the reaction. But it, how different when you compare the first part of this? Because I think these two situations ultimately end up being linked in the sense that players feel the need to take justice into their own hands based on the play that previously played out before it. I, I personally, I really understand David Perron's reaction. David Perron has played 1,100 NHL games and has never been suspended. So he goes after the guys in Detroit 
it, is the cross check to the face that he provided is that equal to or I don't want to get into that game. All I'm saying is I understand his visceral reaction. His captain is not just out cold, but is looks like he's in really bad shape. And it's like, what did you do? Yeah. And I, so I went after the, the wrong guy, though, right? Yeah, no, he totally did. And, and I, I, I understand that David Perron needs a suspension. I guess here's the, the part that I'm struggling to arrive at. Why does David Perron get an in-person hearing for his suspension and Goodbranson just gets a regular hearing? That's a good question. Um, well, Goodbranson, I guess probably because he didn't cross-check him. It's going to be my, right? He didn't use a stick, cross-check the guy in the face. Yes. Person in the head slash neck, I guess, would be my reasoning. Versus what? Having a guy be on the ice and punch him repeatedly in the back of the head? Is one better yeah. than the other? Is one mm. more aggressive than the other? Yeah, I'll, I, I'm going to guess, Frank, probably because Gabranson, now this might not be right, so I'm only guessing, was A, wasn't cross-checked ahead, you're right with the punches, but B, he was the guy who earlier had been cheap-shotted, so maybe they're like, you can stand oh, so up for okay. yourself. Oh, okay. Rather than you standing up for someone who, you know, you didn't, do, no one hit you, Peron, and you went after a guy who didn't even knock him out. So I'm guessing that's why. But they, but Frank, here's the NHL. They look at stick and stick infractions are their thing. You have a stick infraction we're cracked down on. You hit a guy from behind. Eh, you hit that's, a guy in the but back. But I of don't the have head. any issue eh. with the cousin's hit. I'll be totally honest when I say really? that. I think if you watch it again and again, he takes the extra stride to get in there from the side and get him in the shoulder. It's not from behind. I could see a two-minute penalty, which is what he got. But that is not a five-minute major, and it's not even close to a suspension. And anyone that's on social media, which has been filling my mentions with, oh, but he, you know, at some point, Branson has to stand up for himself because he was hit from behind. No, he acted like a baby. It wasn't it wasn't out of this world dirty and it was on a scale of 1 to 10 it's a 1. It's not it's it's really not a hit from behind. Ooh, he gets him know, from man. the side. Watch watch his point of contact. It's his arm. Yeah, but I just He's watched trying, it. His- how how many hockey plays do you see? This is actually what they teach you when you when you play. You go and you try and turn the guy. Yeah, but but He's watch trying where- to turn him. His, he's trying to, but he's, the a, force he's a his, half or a quarter stride too late in trying yeah, to turn but, him. Yeah, but the force of his contact is right into the middle of his numbers. That's right in the back. Then, no, it's not. It's it is not. It's right Dude, in his shot arm. It to you. I'm watching it as we're speaking right now. He leans okay. in. He tries to get in front of him, but his contact is right between the force. If you watch it, the second replay is coming in. I'm watching it right now, and he hits him right on the right. That would be Gabranson's right number four. That, to me, is from behind. I just don't like the hit. And Gabranson lays down for a second. He's, he's annoyed, but Gabranson's a guy who's not a – he's not a – I've never seen him turtle for anyone. I've never seen him not – I get you. You're mad you're down, but he gets – he's down for like a second and gets right back up. He's not selling it. The ref has lots of time to decide if that's a major. They decide it's not a major. But I just well, look to me – Evander Kane got a guy where he ran him on the Friday night against the wild. There's no penalty on the play because the, and if you watch it's right from behind and there's constant amount of hits from behind that the NHL doesn't crack down on. 
It's the one play. They've gotten headshots out of the game. Like, we rarely see headshots. When we see a headshot now, we're like, oh, geez, I don't see those much anymore. There used to be just an endless run of them until the NHL said enough. We're going to crack down on them. And I just think hits from behind are the thing right now that needs to be cracked down on that they don't do. I I look and I, if you if you freeze the 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 screenshot, Cousins is actually at his his right shoulder. Look at the look at the one extra half stride that he takes to get there. I'm telling you, on a one to ten scale, this hit is a one. Yeah, well, we'll disagree. I I've got this. I've got the video stopped, and I see Gabranson. And I, I only see one number four. Right now. Yeah, I only see one number four because C- Cousins is hitting him right in the middle of the back. Yeah, I don't. Uh, so, okay, I, so I see where you're at now. Rewind it a half second. It's not even. It's like a few frames. Do you see both number? Go until you can see both number fours. Yeah, and then he hasn't touched him yet. Okay, and but then, look at where he's lined up. He's actually at his shoulder. Yeah, so it's kind of like Joseph. The intention, the intent might have been to get in front of him, which is fine, but he ultimately didn't. When he did, when most of his force was delivered, it was right in the middle. It was right on the middle. And if not, it was definitely all on the uh, the right number four. Like okay. It wasn't on his shoulder. So let's boil this down. Let's say we, let's say I agree with your premise, okay? And let's say, I'll, uh, just for argument's sake, I'll agree with, you in saying that it's a hit from behind. Okay. I think we both agree that on, on the level of egregiousness, it's not the craziest one we've ever seen. Right. No. So good Branson. So you understand his reaction and why he's pissed. Right. Oh, I, I do. My only question is now, as we rise to the level of player discipline, why does David Perron have the ability to get suspended for five or more games now? And why does Eric Branson get probably a one or two game suspension? It's a good question. I'm I'm going to guess. That's my only yeah. question of that that lingers from the weekend is that part feels like okay. So if you're going to take the answer into your own hands, fine. I mean, he how how long after that hit did he wait to get him back? I mean, it was ob- it was obvious that he was waiting to see Nick Cousins again on the ice so he could pound him. Oh, yeah. So why wouldn't that rise to the level of five to six games? Well, if you look at it, so the penalty occurred, like he got hit at 24 seconds into the first, and then he fought him at 649, so Cousins would have served a penalty. It was probably the first shift he had him on the ice again, right? Five minutes, six minutes later, four minutes when the penalty's over probably the first time they're on the ice together. Like um, Gabranson, his whole career has for a physical player. He's never been a dirty player, right? Like he'll hit guys hard. Yeah. Early in his career, maybe when the headshots were allowed, he got a few, but he always took a few, but I've always found him a pretty honest player for the most part, right? Like he he'll stand up. He fights his own battles, defends his teammates. Um, I'd much rather have, and, and maybe I'm old school, I'd much rather have Gabranson say, hey, you know what? You want to cheap shot me? There's going to be some recourse. I don't need, I don't care if you get suspended. I'm going to fight you, and that's the recourse. I'd much rather prefer that, but that's just but me. It's the I'd rather- same guy. All I'm, my only point is, yes, he gets the wrong guy. Yes, he comes in with his, his stick, and it's a cross check. It's the same visceral reaction. 
His his captain is down on the ice in front of him, out cold. Out cold. Yeah. I just it's the same, it's the same thing, is my only point. Well, but they you know how it is. NHL player safety, I think they view stick infractions way worse. Okay. That's what I, I think. All I'm saying is we you mentioned good Branson. Not a dirty player. David Perron, 1,081 games, never been suspended. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. I just, like, I, I don't, how are these two things, how, how is there such a disparity in what the punishment is going to end up being? That's, that's my only question. I, I'm fine with everything else up to that point. I, I understand, I can, I can understand the reason and the logic. I'm just struggling on the logic part here. That's all. Yeah, no, I, I think it, I, when, I don't have a, a clear answer. Like it's obvious Gabranson went after him right now. Didn't he, he also punched him with his, now, did he get his glove off? I got to see, did he get his glove off the last one? He might've right. Um, so I'm going to guess that, you know, instigator historically, and plus he never punched him in the face. Right now. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. The intention obviously was he wanted to, uh, you know, to get some revenge. No question yeah. about it. Right? Cousins, cousins um, knew it was coming. He's just hanging on for dear life in the oh, in the turtle yeah. position. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, and I think this is the question for me, Frank. Is I think in today's NHL, there's a lot of players who feel they can run around and have and there's no recourse. It's like maybe I'll get suspended. I'm and probably because of the era that I a lot of my first introduction to hockey was if you cheap shot a guy, you're going to get it. Right. And it's just coming back to you. eventually you got it. You got to stand up and face the music. And I find there's not as much of that today. And so um, when Gabranson does it, people are like, oh, my God. Right. And but to me, I'd much rather have the players police the game. That's just me. I'd, I'd much rather have that than worry about the player safety doing it when, you know, there hasn't necessarily been a real level of consistency. Consistencies. You want to cheap shot the other guy? Guess what? Eventually, like, hey, I give Joseph credit, right? Him and um, he fought uh, what's his name, uh, Andy Fisher, later in the game, right? It's not right. Like Larkin's not going to fight him, but Fisher did, and you know, it's not like Fisher's a super heavyweight or anything like that. But at least he did it, right? Like, I just I have more respect. Uh, are you surprised though that Joseph has nothing coming out of this? Yeah, that's the other part of it. Is where's the aggressor here in the in the original part of it? The, the what induced the attack, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like I watched, and I think because, like, when I first watched it, like the, in real time, I was like, what happened? And then I had, I'm like, okay, that's how he got. Like, yeah. it wasn't as, as egregious as Larkin or Gabrant. I'm sorry, and, as a. Perron and I don't or, want anyone to mistake what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that David Perron can just wail off and, and, and go after Artem Zub, who did nothing here. That's not what I'm saying. All. David Perron should be suspended. Like, let's be abundantly clear. All I'm saying is I don't know why it's going to be two to three times as long as Eric Branson's. That's my only point here. That's that's all I'm trying to make is not not saying it's okay, not saying it's normal, not saying whatever. It's clean. No, Zub is an innocent bystander here. Very true. Yeah. Very and, true. and I get and if he had broken his jaw, we'd all feel a lot differently today than we do. My only point is, why is his punishment two to three times longer? That's all, I'm, just to clear it up. Let's bring in uh, Tyler Uremchuk on a Monday morning. Ty, how you doing? 
I'm doing good, gentlemen. I'm doing good. Frank watched his Eagles lose. I watched my Bills win, though, so it wasn't a terrible sports weekend outside of that, you know, little Otani decision that kind of threw a wrench in my in my plans. Well, speaking of little, <laughs> he was he was a little offside. That's one of the greatest post game quotes I've heard in a while. Well, he was a little offside. Yeah, he's still offside. Did you see the clip of Mahomes talking to Allen after, and he's like complaining about it? And Allen's like, uh. All right. I'm sorry. I don't know. It was very awkward. Uh, anyways, uh, this week's edition of Buy or Sell, as always, every week's edition of Buy or Sell is delivered by DoorDash, where for a limited time, our Canadian listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when they download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Uh, let's start in the Western Conference with this uh, week's edition. The Seattle Kraken are not just going to miss the playoffs. They're going to have a top 10 pick this year. They're going to finish in the bottom 10 of the league after making the playoffs last year. Are you buying or selling on that, Frank? I'll buy. Uh, to go from not making it 16th into 22nd is not very far of a leap. And Fair. for a team that's 0-6-2 and in its last eight, um, there's something missing in Seattle. Um, they give up a lot of goals still. I it just... This team is kind of exactly what we thought they might be. And it feels like last season was just an absolute blip. So the shark, remember when the sharks gave up 20 goals guys in two games? Yes. <laughs> well, Seattle's San Jose has, has given up only 15 more goals in Seattle on the season, right? Basically you take out those two games and um, you know what the Seattle's now you go back and look defensively last year, their, their save percentage wasn't great. They had unbelievable depth scoring up and down the lineup. They're not going to have that. We all called it at the start of the year that Seattle wasn't going to have the same offense. I didn't think they'd necessarily be a bottom 10 team at the start, but right now they look like one. And, and if you go kind of through their, their roster top to bottom, it, it's kind of fitting. Like they just, they don't have a lot of offensive players right now that are actual producers consistently. Right. Like they got a few, they don't have enough. And right now their goaltending is not good enough. So it's hard when you look at um, who's going to finish 17th to 22nd and say, hmm, is Seattle guaranteed better than them? Yeah, I don't think so. So, yeah, I will buy as well. They're going to be in the bottom 10. I mean, and I mean, they have 23 points in 29 games with seven loser points. Like they only have eight wins on the season in 29 games. It's uh, pretty crazy to see how far they're sliding right now. Uh, second one I got for you is out in the East, where instead of talking about a team being close to the basement, we'll talk about who's going to finish up at the top. I'm going to say the Boston Bruins will not win the Eastern Conference for a second straight year. Someone else will finish worth more points in the regular season than them. Jason, you buying or selling? Yeah, I could buy that. Um, the New York Rangers are playing really well. Heck, uh, what about the Florida Panthers, man? I was probably talking about the Panthers more considering yeah. how long they played without their two best defensemen. And uh, they're three points back of, uh, of Bruins right now. But yeah, I, I will easily take the field just because I'm getting way more uh, I'm getting way more opportunities. And I like the Rangers. Yeah, I'll buy as well. I, I got the Rangers. They're running away with the Metro. They're seven points up on second place and have a game in hand. So... They're in great shape. I mean, you you could see them lock up the Metro at this pace um, by February. Like it's, we're not really that far off in terms of how well they've played relative to the field. It indicates that in almost every metric. And I love the changes that Peter Laviolette has made with that group. I'd take the Rangers to win the East. Yeah, I think I would too. That would probably be my pick. 
tied right now with the Boston Bruins. Same number of games played. Like you said, Frank, game in hand on Philly for the top spot in their own division. Uh, Greg, you said we should talk more about the Panthers. So let's talk about the best story on their roster. And it's Sam Reinhardt on pace for 52 goals and 112 points in a contract year. It's funny contract how those things. Year. Yeah, just a bunch of cash register sounds going off in his head. Sam Reinhardt, I, you guys bought on. You guys are agreeing too much. I'm going to juice this one up a little bit. His contract this summer will have a nine million plus AAV. Buy or sell, Frank? I will buy. Wow, he's this. This would be his third consecutive thirty-plus goal season, and he's already had an eighty-point campaign along the way. Is that right? I don't have the numbers yeah. in front. Of he, me. He's had a point. Yeah, he had eighty season. points a few years ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's, yeah, I'll say, I'll say nine plus. Greg, if you get 52 goals in a contract year with a cap going up four and a half million bucks, you're getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it'd be in Florida then. I'm not sure they have the nine mil to Fordham. So um, I'm not sure they have the ability to say no. Aren't you then turning back the clock on your competitive window? Yeah, yeah, yes and no, because it's going to limit you so many. Like, I like Sam Reinhardt as a player, but like, this is clearly like, yeah, he had 82 points once. Um, he's, he's, you know, barring a, a big surprise here, he's, he's going to have another good season. Obviously, it's his best goal scoring season, right? Like that, to me, when you have that long of a career, um, outliers like that, there's lots of guys that have had, you know, you play. Is 10 it an outlier? Blue. Yeah. 50 would be. 50 goals the is an outlier. 50 part would be, but still. If you have so this would be his second 80 point season in this span. Yeah. The old metric had always been 80 points, 8 million bucks. Yeah. So he was he'd be in the, you know, 8 to 8 and a half range without blinking. Like you'd say that without blinking, right? Yeah. Now if he has a 52 goal season to go from 8 and a half to 9, how big of a leap is it? He also had a great playoff run last year. He had eight goals and thirteen points in twenty-one games. Mm-hmm. I if you're if it's starting with the nine, there'll be regret big time because if it's starting with the nine, it's going to be a long-term deal. So, uh, do I think he will get it? Mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell and say it starts with an eight. All right. I still think about even if it's like eight point seven or eight. Like let's be honest, instead of nine, it ain't much of a difference. Um, there's, I'm leery of guys who are going to have a career year at the age of 29, right? That's, uh, that would be my concern for them. Yeah. My only argument is, but just, yeah, 28, but look at the last three seasons. It's it's a career year, but it, it, you're not drastically overpaying for the career year. Cause like I said, if you had said before, it was somewhere between eight and eight and a half, you'd say, yeah, no problem. Makes sense. Yeah, well, eight maybe because he like 67 points last year, right? He had 82 before. So if you do the average, he's about seven. Right? Here's so, the well, argument I would make if I was the Panthers. You you can go out. First off, we're the only team that can give you eight years. Second, you can go out and crunch the numbers. Eight, seven, five is like 11 somewhere else. No, no state tax. tax. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you got to go out and get 11 and then you got to figure out the extra year. 
You get, it's a, you get it's a big advantage playing in Florida. It can be. The other big advantage doesn't get talked about a lot is the Canadian guys who live in Canada year round who get paid in American funds, man. That's oh, yeah. massive. So right? it's a 35% increase. Yeah. So that's, that's one where I think doesn't get talked about enough. You, uh, you come back, you're like, Hey, I'm going to live in, I don't care what province you're from. You play in Canada. You reside there year round. You're making 10 mil. You're actually getting paid closer to 14. Right. In actual yep. Canadian dollars. That's big. All right. Well, I'm having a coughing fit, so I think we're going to cut this one short. Thanks, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a Tyler. That was almost as good as the ding dong. Oh, God. That's uh, buy or sell brought to you by uh, DoorDash. Use the promo code NATION25. It's on the uh, top of uh, your screen. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A few other things. Um, uh, what about we talked injuries to Detroit game for sure. What about um, hold on uh, a second? To- can we can we just have like a quick commentary on the Otani thing and how all of Canada was just eating it up? Press conference at six p.m. Says who? Yeah, that was like that what? Was a little misleading. So yeah. so we're checking out a, a a flight from Southern California to Toronto, and it's like that's it. That's Otani. Like, how did we get to the point in society where it was like, Otani's on his way to Toronto? Yeah, well, people people will just believe anything if it's what they want. That's what, that's what I've learned sometimes about social media. Um, and the thing was, Frank, most of the people all along said he's signing with the Dodgers. There's like a 20% chance with the Blue Jays. And I'll, the thing about Otani now is, so next year he's only a DH. So there's zero chance you're getting your value is just a DH for, for 70 mil, right? After that, He's going to have to pitch That's, to live up to that. Contract. That was my point. I, I like, what if he doesn't pitch? People say, oh. oh, well, he's worth it just in the marketing dollars and the jersey sales and everything else. And I'm like, I could see if you said we're going to pay him $500 million to not pitch again. You could say, look, this is a two time MVP. You know, look at his, his power, look at everything else he hits for average, everything. He's good. He's great. He's beyond great. As a hitter, pure hitter. 
But the dual threat is what made him so fascinating. And if he never pitches again, I'm like 700 million bucks. Like think about it in, in pure hockey terms. And I know it's dangerous to compare sports, but Shohei Otani signed for as much money as the record NHL franchise transaction all the way up until last two, a year and a half ago, 18 months ago when the Pittsburgh Penguins uh, sold. He would have been the record transaction fee for a franchise in the NHL. Well, Chicago, I think their whole salary cap this year is 73 mil. He's making 70 next year. So like it's, you know, good for him. Um, I do. I think it's like, if you look at the Dodgers, has there been a team that spent more than the Dodgers who hasn't won? Like, let's be honest here. They're like the, they're like the New York Rangers prior to the salary cap. They spend all the money. They spend as much money as Detroit Red Wings, the Dallas stars, the Colorado avalanche. They didn't win. I guess, but they've made a baseball's wacky. When you get to the playoffs, they've made 11 consecutive playoff appearances. They've got division titles. They have won a world series in this stretch. Like, I, I mean, I, to me, I, I look at the way a, a baseball series unfolds and it's like, you can flip a coin, man. Like the best team usually doesn't win. Yeah. Well, I look at them though. Like the amount of money they're spending and way more than ever the teams, they should make the playoffs every year. So to me, making the playoffs is not big of an accomplishment for them. It, it will. It's different. Making the playoffs in baseball has always been an accomplishment because so few have made it. Obviously the expanded playoff is slightly different, but still it's, I think it's still a big deal to get in. But when you have that advantage, when you're spending so much more than everybody else, you should get in. That's my point. Right? Yeah, I, get like, it. I just right? love like, that every, all of Canada was just lapping this up. Oh, yeah. There was people like that. All they, over. They, it was like it's a done deal. It's like if you logged into yeah. Twitter on Friday, it was like, you can't talk hockey today. Stop posting about hockey. It's Otani Day. And I was no. like, wow, well, that's crazy. That? Well, you know what? Hey, I'll say that if McDavid ever became a free agent, that's what it would be like in the NHL. If he became a free agent and he hasn't signed, and now it's June 30th, Frank, and you're leading up to July 1st, that's exactly how it'd be. Every yeah, fan I, I get it. I guess it. it's also a commentary on like how reporting works these days. And and look, uh, I'm not casting shade on anyone. I'm not perfect. It's a really freaking hard job. And you got like it, it's gotta be accuracy over speed every time. Instead, it's it's more about speed and getting something out there and 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 having you know four million views on your tweet and and thousands of likes and retweets like it's a great way to look stupid i can be for sure yeah so good luck to the dodgers we'll i don't, see. I hope hear, we'll I don't ever want to hear again about hockey insiders sucking because that oh, was I'll, as bad as it gets I, I hope he gets back to pitching Cause that made him what was, it was must watch TV, a pitcher and a hitter was that good. So I wonder if he'll be, and he's 29, maybe he'll be a closer later when he comes back. We'll see. Um, uh, quickly, Frank Strom, uh, what are you hearing on him? Yeah, it's, uh, I didn't love the knee on knee. Um, I didn't get a chance to check in yet this morning to see whether or not something might be coming on that front, but just throw another log on the fire. Let's, let's just have another hearing today. We're already doing two. Let's make it three. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Frankie, have a good week. Uh, we will chat about some surging teams on Thursday. Yeah, we got to remind everyone first, though, that uh, the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Game, it's a Monday. That means a fresh slate of games this week. Get in the action. Win some free food from Wendy's. Uh, I, I'm so excited, so excited that it's a new week. Well, Frank's favorite, 
Get in and try the uh, the French toast sticks from Wendy's. Also the uh, chicken strips. You can win uh, weekly uh, food prizes. And of course, the main prize, which is $5,000. So play it daily, dailyfaceoff.com. It's very easy to see right up in the top right corner. Just click on the uh, Wendy's daily survivor pool and good luck. See if you can get past Monday. Frank finally did. He's going to try to go two weeks in a row getting past Monday. Hey, hey, and before we go, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Tony Granado and the entire Granado family. Obviously, some tough news that he was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma last week and, and will begin treatment this week. It, you know, you hate to see something like that, but wishing Tony and the entire Granado family, a super tight-knit family, uh, lots of love and, and strength as they go through this. Yeah, it's, I saw that uh, come out earlier this morning. So, yeah, very, uh, very sad news for sure. Frank, have a good one. We'll talk on Thursday. Thanks for listening to the DFO Rundown with Saravali and Gregor. Keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from to never miss an episode. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.